0: I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. And you will never be the same after hearing His word, Amen. And that's true. Hallelujah! I want to thank Pastor Dave and Jeannie, uh, Pastor Kevin and Cindy, for this opportunity to teach this morning. And Pastor Kevin said we have uh, we have jail ministry this afternoon, three services. And you know, one of the things that you know you just kind of you see in some of the eyes of the of the the, the people that are in jail is hopelessness, Amen. right? And we come to bring a message of hope. Oh. Amen. And that's where Jesus came. When He came, He came to bring a message of hope. Amen. Amen. The good the good news of Jesus Christ, saying that no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, there is hope. Amen. Amen. That you can have eternal life in Him. Amen. Amen. So, hope in the promises of God. And God has so many promises for you. He has so many good things aimed at you. Um, going your way. Amen. No matter what you're going through right now, It's just a season, right? He has good things planned for you. Amen. And so hope, I'm going to talk about the kind of hope that um, isn't wishful thinking without any foundation, right? It's not a, it's not a, a um, a optimistic outlook, although we should have an optimistic outlook. It's not like, I hope it doesn't snow today. That's the kind, not the kind of hope I'm talking about. Wishful thinking, right? Or I hope my team wins, which is optimistic. You know, hope right. my team wins, right? But this hope is different. Amen. The hope I'm going to talk about is actually the Greek word elpis. And it means a sense of confident expectation based on solid certainty. Amen. So when we think of hope, you know, it's it's more of a, we think of the wishful thinking that it might or might not happen. Well, this hope, this elpis, means a confident expectation based on solid certainty certainty you can't get more certain than that amen Amen. so we have a confident expectation that what the word says is true amen and we base that hope we base it on a solid certainty so we know for sure we know for certain amen that what he says in in his word will come to pass in our life amen especially in the new testament there's a bunch of new testament scriptures that point to how much he loves you and how much he wants to see you grow and you know the Old Testament, too, there's so many scriptures on how he wants to see you grow and how much he loves you, how much grace he imparts to you. Amen. And so it's a confident expectation based on solid certainty. And this type of biblical hope rests on God's promises to us. Amen. I like I said, there's so many promises. There's so many things that he wants you to have. It says in the Bible that he has a fullness for you, a fullness of God for you. Amen. And so he makes a lot of promises. Amen, And he never breaks them. Totally. Amen. His word, you know, some of the promises, peace. He promises us joy. Amen. Promises the Holy Spirit. Promises, promises us provision. Amen. He promises us of Jesus' return. Amen. And we're going to go through some of those a little bit later. But having hope is crucial in your walk with God. I mean, you can't be a hopeless Christian. Amen? Because the Bible is filled with hope. If you're reading the Word, you're going to be filled with hope. Amen? And if you believe the Word and if you do the Word, you're going to be filled with that hope, that confident expectation. The more you read the Word, it says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So the more you read the Word, the more expectation you get. Amen? And and it's a solid certainty of what He says is going to pass. Amen? So there's no way around it. There's no way... To say, well, this might happen. Amen. Or else we're contradicting the word of God, right? Yeah. It says that if we suppose God will do something, we are double-minded and we are unstable in all of our ways, That's right? right? Yeah. And so we don't suppose, we don't say He might or might do this for me, right? Um, if it's if it's directed and related to one of the promises that He's already promised you, right? right? But we know, we expect with a confidence that He is going to do that. Yeah. Amen. First Corinthians thirteen thirteen. Paul says it's one of the three things we should abide in along with faith and love. You know, and, and I've always wondered, why does God say that love is greater? And as I was studying this out, love is the only thing of these three that are eternal. Amen. You're always going to need love, and you're always going to have love, you know, in your life and in your, in your heart. For people, for God, amen, it's eternal. Hebrews 11 says that faith is the substance things hoped for, for the evidence of things not seen. So, in heaven, we will be able to see those things we once believed for through faith. Right? So, there will be a time where we will no longer need faith, amen, to believe what God has for us and to believe, to believe the word of God. Right now, we need faith, right? We can't see everything. We can't see everything with our physical eyes. But there will be a day where we can see those things come and manifest in our life. Amen. Hope is the confident expectation, and that will turn into experiencing what we hoped for. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Everything that we hope for with this, again, talking about confident expectation, everything we read in his word that we hope for will come to pass in your life. Yeah. Amen. And so we experience those things, so there will, be, there will come a day where we no longer need hope. We'll no longer need to hope for God's yes, promises, right. right? But we'll be living in them continually. Yeah. Amen. And who, nobody knows that day when that's going to happen. Right. But love is eternal. Amen. But there will be a day, you know, we hope, we strive, we hold steadfast to what the word says. And eventually that promise is fulfilled. Amen. Eventually that 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 area of your life that maybe isn't going so well, the Lord will turn it around for good amen, for his glory. Right. And those things will be fulfilled. And, and we see Paul says this in Romans, he says in Romans 8, 24, for we were, uh, we were saved in this hope, but hope that is not seen is not hope or hope that is seen is not hope. So if we can see it with our eyes and it's, and it's, it's here, we can grasp it, then we're not hoping for it anymore. Amen. Because it's already here. We're not expecting it to come because it's already come. Right. Hallelujah. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly Wait for it with perseverance. That's the thing about, you know, anything in our life that God has for us, any, any of the fullness that God has for us, we wait for it with perseverance and yeah. eagerly. Yeah. Amen. We don't say, oh, at some point it's going to come. No, we eagerly wait for That's it. Right. It's, like, it's like we're looking out on the horizon for it. Right. Amen. You think of the prodigal son and the dad waiting for his son. Totally. looking out on the horizon. When is he going to come back? Amen. Just just has that expectation, that confidence that he will come back. That's good. Amen. And that's what the Lord has about each one of us. Amen. Maybe some don't know the Lord. Maybe some don't have the relationship that you'd like to have. But God is looking out and he's saying, he's saying, when is my son or daughter going to come back? Right. Amen. He's, he's, he's eagerly waiting for you. Amen. And that's what we do with the promises that God has for Amen. us. We eagerly wait. Yes. Amen. We're, we're in the word. We're in the spirit. Amen. We're, we're praying, we're fasting, we're doing whatever because of the eagerness, amen, that we're waiting for with the Lord. Amen. And so we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. And perseverance isn't for the faint of heart, right? You know, it takes perseverance to persevere, right? So, so it's not going to be easy. God never said it was going to be easy to wait, Right? But sometimes it takes a while for the promises to come to pass. Right. And even sometimes we might not see it come into full fruition, but it might come into fruition with our children or with our grandchildren. And they might see the fruit, amen, of what we were eagerly waiting for with That's perseverance true. and what we were hoping for. Yeah. Amen. I know all, all of us have a hope that our whole family is going to be saved, right? Yeah. Well, Maybe that won't happen in our lifetime, but maybe that will happen in our children's lifetime or our children's children's lifetime. Amen. We set the groundwork. We set the foundation. Amen. For those promises to come to pass. Amen. And so, you know, Abraham is a great example of this. Amen. Not only did he wait 25 years between the promise of being of God saying, I'm going to make you a great nation. Amen. And the birth of his son, Isaac, but he didn't even get to see the sons of Jacob being born. You know, and he said, you're going to be a father of many nations. Well, you know, when, when, when Abraham died, he had Isaac and he had Jacob. And that was it. You know, he didn't know, he, he knew, he had that expectation, but he didn't see the 12 sons of Israel, right? right that were going to be this great nation. Right. Amen. Father Abraham, he had, he had many uh, sons and daughters. He had many, uh, many generations and generations of, of children of God, right? And so, you know, he had the promise. He didn't get to see it come into fruition because, you know, he would have had to continue to live. But he had a certain amount of time on this earth. And when I started out, Jacob would have only been about 15 when Abraham died. Right. And, you know, so he had to wait a long time. He had to wait the 25 years. But then he also had to wait to the end of his life to see Israel being born, to see Jacob being born. Right. And so Proverbs 13, 12 says hope deferred makes the heart sick but when desire comes it is the tree of life can also be read like this expectation dragged out makes the heart weak but when desire comes it is the tree of life and so that's why it's important not to lose hope because we can be hoping for for a promise from God and if it's longer than we thought it was going to take how many know it can get tiring and it can get taxing right so there's some things that won't come right away, but because we have the word of God and because we can go to the word of God right. and to see those promises and to see, wow, you know, he did this for somebody else in the past. He is going to do this for me. Right. Um, we cannot lo- we 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 have the opportunity to not lose hope because the word of God is the book of hope. Amen. If not in our lifetime, in our children's or their li- or, t- or their children's lifetime. Amen. Continuing with uh, with Abraham, Romans 4.17 says, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who believed, uh, whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope and hope believed, so he became the father of many nations according to you to what was spoken, so your descendants shall be. Amen. And so... Do we have 19 and 20 up there as well? And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old. In the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Amen. So contrary, it says contrary to hope, um, unless that was a different reference, but um, contrary to the human expectation, Right, the You're expectation right. of what was on on earth, in confident expectation, he did not waver. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. That's cool. Hallelujah. Oh yeah, verse uh, eighteen, uh, it says, contrary to hope and hope believed. Amen. So contrary to human expectation, right. in confident expectation, believed. Amen. So there's there's two types of there's two types of of uh, expectations or hopes, right? right? There's a the human hope, what we can see. Amen. That's kind of the wishful thinking. And then there's the godly hope, which is the confident right. expectation. That's very good. Amen. We expect things to go well in our life because Jesus said that he promised that to us. Amen. Hallelujah. And because he was steadfast in hope, steadfast in hope he was strengthened. So, you know, if, if you have to wait for something for a long time... You know, Through faith and patience we inherit the promises of God. It can do either two things, right? It can uh, make you waver, amen, and, and make you weary and make you tired, or it can strengthen you. And Abraham decided it was going to strengthen him and strengthen his faith, and he was going to give glory to God. He didn't see the promise yet, right? He didn't see it come to pass, right? Even after, even... Uh, After he, God promised in the nations, after about 10 years, he got a little anxious, right? And he had Ishmael, 11 years. God said, no, I'm going to make you an heir, a seed from Sarah. He had to wait 14 more years to see that come to pass. And so he had to wait longer than his first son in the second time, right? 14 more years to see that pass. Amen. Amen. But what was he doing? He was being strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Amen. We always think that, you know, it says, enter your gates." we enter his gates with thanksgiving, and we enter his courts with praise. Amen. And so the key to unlocking what God has for you, amen, is with thanksgiving. Amen. So thanking God for the answer before we have the answer. Thanking God for the promises before we see it manifest in our life. Amen. And so he was strengthened with it. Amen. Let's look at a few scriptures that talk about this hope and some different contexts that it's in. Ephesians 4.4 4 says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. Amen. For each one of you, for each one of us, God has a calling for you. We have an expectation that what we're here on this earth to do, amen, will bring glory to God, that he has something for you, amen, that, uh, that will further his kingdom, amen, and there's a solid certainty that we are not on this earth for no reason. That's right. The very first sermon I ever preached, I was in a, in a bad depression, and the Lord uh, gave me a sermon on purpose. That's right. Amen. And that turned my life around. That oh, was yes. my freshman year in college. I was, I was going here, but one word. That's right. Amen. Purpose. Oh. We all have purpose on this earth. Amen. Amen. No. Hallelujah. And maybe some of you don't know what that purpose is yet. Maybe, I mean, we have the overall purpose of making disciples, amen, bringing people into the kingdom of God. But maybe a specific area uh, of, of what you don't, you're not sure what God wants you to do or where he wants you to go, amen, hold fast, amen, through faith and patience, inherit those promises, amen. And so we can be a confident that God has a calling for our lives, Romans 5, 1 through 5 says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into the grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Amen. So the glory of God is, is the manifestation of God. Amen. The outward shining of his inward being. Amen. So we have a hope, it says, of the glory of God. We know that his glory manifests itself. Amen. His presence comes down and we can see God's glory. Amen. Verse 3, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and per, there's that word perseverance again, and perseverance, character, and character hope. Yeah. Amen. So the hope of receiving what God has for you grows stronger as we go through these things. Amen. We glory in tribulation. So it all starts with thanking God, whatever circumstance we're in. It all starts with thanking God. Even if we're in a trial or in a tribulation, Lord, I just thank you for what I have. I thank you for my life. I thank you for the good things that are going on in my life. Amen. Because that tribulation produces perseverance. You have to hold fast. You've got to continue to hold on to what God has promised you. Amen, or you're going to waver. Right? Perseverance produces character. I mean, it's important to have good character. Yeah. Amen. And it's through these tribulations and through these trials, as you persevere, that character builds stronger. Yeah. Amen. As you continue in the word of God, your character is built up. Amen. And then character produces hope and says, Hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our heart by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Amen. It doesn't disappoint. It's a confident expectation of a solid certainty. So it it cannot disappoint. This hope of God, this hope that God gives us, amen, of his promises, right, it doesn't disappoint. It'll never disappoint you. You'll never be disappointed with God. Amen. And so it doesn't disappoint. Romans 15.4 says, For whatever things were written before, were written for our learning that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Amen. So we persevere through prayer. Amen. We persevere through reading the word. Amen. How many have been like when we read the Bible, it's like, oh yeah, that's right. He that is a promise of mine. He has promised me that. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's easy to do. Yeah. Right? That's why we continue on. If we continue in the word, right. the more you know, when something when we're going through a situation, we'll be like, Oh, no, God promised me that. Totally. God promised me deliverance. Yeah. Amen. We're going to a financial oh, God promised me provision. Totally. Amen. According to His riches and glory, not mine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I run into it all the time where I try to do things on my own. Yeah. And I try to I try to fix situations on my own. And uh, every time God steers me back. No, it's not you. It's me. Right. It's him. Right. Yeah. Amen. He gets the glory. Yes. Yeah. Amen. And I think that's why it's important to rely on God in everything you do. Right. Because if we start trying to fix things ourselves, then we get the glory oh look at look what i did look what i did look what i fixed i fixed my situation amen but when we rely on god and we know we can't do it on our own and and god says hey rely on me i am your provider you're not going to want you're not going to lack right when we rely on god then when something good happens in our life it's like thank you god he gives all the glory thank you jesus amen so we want to keep it that way. We want to keep it where God gets the glory for the, for the wins in our life. Amen. And so it's so easy to forget what he's promised us. Second Corinthians 10.15 says, Not boasting of things beyond measure, that is, in other men's laborers, but having hope that, your faith, that as your faith is increased, we shall be greatly enlarged by you in our sphere. So hope enlarges our sphere of influence. Amen. we have an expectation of what God has given us, has promised us, right? That's good. It can enlarge your sphere of influence because yeah. as our boldness grows, because of hope, we are more confident, confident to witness more boldly. Cool. Right? He says that, that having hope, we shall be greatly enlarged by you, by the, by the hope that you have in our sphere. What a Amen. Hebrews 7.19 says that we draw near to God because of hope. Hope brings us closer to God. Amen. When, when you're eagerly waiting for something, you, you, you build a bond. You, know, you build a bond with the Lord. Especially as you continue in the Word and continue in prayer and fasting. Right. Amen. He gives you... There's, a, there's a, a divine connection. Amen. There's a closer relationship. Amen. Uh, with, with, uh, with the Lord. 1 Peter 3.15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you, with meekness and in fear. Amen. If if you're shining bright for God, people are going to say, "What is this in you? What, what what's going on? Why are you so happy all the time? Right? Why are you so confident? Or why are you so bold? Right?" Yeah. So we have to be ready to give a defense. Right? It says that that. Give it offense to everyone who asks you for the reason. Well, what's your reason for the hope that you have in your life? Amen. Me, I know who I am without him, and I know who I am with him. I know I'm not a very good person without him, but I know he works through me and strengthens me when I have him in my life. For many of us, he 180-degreed our life. We're going in one way, We found him. We found that hope of his return and that salvation. And we turned the other way, started walking the other way. Right? That's what he does. He's a 180 degree God. He gave us a purpose and and a good promise for a good future. Amen. Amen. So many people on earth have no idea what their purpose is. They're just just walking around kind of aimlessly. You know, we, we, you know, and, and... when you don't feel like you have a purpose, that's when hopelessness comes. Right. So, when we have a purpose, we know what we're supposed to do. We know our calling on this earth. I mean, it gives us a hope. Amen. We expect things to happen. That's right. Right? Amen. Hebrews 6, 11, and 12 says, And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who who through faith and patience inherit the promises, Amen. So we want to hope until the end, Amen. Through faith and patience we inherit the promises of God. The thing about inheritance is that it's not uh, something that that you work for, or strive for, right? God has the inheritance for you. Yeah. Right. If uh, if there's a king and, and he has an heir to the throne, he didn't have to work for that. He was born into that into that inheritance. He was born right. into the kingdom, right? Yep. Now, through faith and patience, we inherit those things, right? Yep. And really, you know, a, an heir to a throne expects these things to come to him, Great. right? There's an expectation that, okay, when I get this age, or, you know, when, my, when, when the father passes away, I'm going, to, this, I'm going to get all these things, right? So he has faith, yep. and he has patience. He needs to be patient, well, it's the same thing with us, yeah, right. right? Through faith and patience, we inherit inherit his promises. Every time. Amen. We're going to go through some of those promises, but we inherit his promises. Yeah. Amen. Uh, through faith and patience. Yeah. And so some divine promises that God gives us, and there's so many. I, I, I kept it down to just a few, but uh, the promise of the Holy Spirit in John fifteen twenty six. Yeah. He said, but when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, and uh, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. Amen. So he says, when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you. And we see that manifested. We see that promise fulfilled later on in John 20:22, 20, right. when it says he breathed on the disciples and they received the Holy Spirit. Yes. Amen. Right. So John 20, they re- you know they received the Holy Spirit. He-, he breathed on them to receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit was inside of them, Right. But was manifested through the evidence of speaking in tongues in Acts 2 4. Amen. So we see again, God promises the yeah, Holy Spirit, right. He promises a helper, and He fulfills it not that long later. Right. right. And in us, we when we become born again, that Holy Spirit is breathed into us. Right. Amen. And then it's it's our job, we have to act on it to manifest the Holy Spirit in our life. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I every believer has the Holy Spirit. We just need to manifest it in our life. Right. Amen. Amen. It's not needed to go to heaven, amen. But it definitely helps you on earth. The Holy Spirit will help you on earth. Amen. It'll help you discern. The Holy Spirit helps you discern. Amen. The Holy Spirit helps you stay steadfast and stay patient. Amen. In John, uh, in First John two twenty five, He promised us eternal life. It says, "And this is the promise that He has promised us eternal life." Amen. But again, we need to act. Amen. If we if we if we're a Christian, if we are a believer, we get eternal life. Yeah. Amen. And that is a certainty. Right. He promised us the forgiveness of sins. First John one nine. I know this is a a well known verse, but right. I want you to look something here. It says, "If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness." He is faithful. Right. Amen. He is faithful to you. Yeah. Amen. It says. It says, if we draw near to him, he will draw near to you. Amen. So he is faithful to you. Amen. That means he is loyal. Amen. He's loyal to you. He's a constant in your life. He's always going to be there. Amen. He's constant. He's devoted. Amen. He's devoted to only us. Amen. And he's committed. Amen. That means he's committed to what he said. Yep. What he's told you, what he's told you in, when you're when you're praying, when he's told you when you're reading, amen. amen. The promises that he has for each and each of us individually in our life, I mean, he is committed to making those promises for those promises to come to pass, yeah. amen. He's also promised us the presence of God. No matter where we are, no matter what we're doing. Psalm one thirty nine seven. He says, where, David says, where can I go from your Spirit? Right. Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. Amen. I just believe today, if you're in the uttermost parts right now of your life, you feel like you're in the uttermost parts, that you're far away from God, he is with you. I mean, he's looking into the distance. He's, he sees you from afar. Amen. And he's saying, come back. Draw close to me and I will draw near to you. Just like the prodigal son, when he saw him coming, he ran out. He ran out to greet him. God is wanting to run out to greet you today. Amen. He meets us where we're at. The Old Testament said that God is the God of there. <laughs> so wherever you are, there he is. Amen. It's good news. Praise God. I love that. Where can I go from your spirit? You can't go anywhere without the Lord being there, watching over us. Amen. And you look at it too, it's, it's, you know unbelievers, um, unbelievers like, it says the rain falls on the just and the unjust. God's blessings and, and, and God's love pours out, not just on the believers, amen, but those that you're witnessing to that don't know Jesus. Up until their last breath, God 's love is pouring out to them. Amen? Wow. Wow. We serve a good God. Hallelujah. A good God who showers us with unconditional love Amen. In Philippians 4, he promises, says, promises us that the peace that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. First Thessalonians 1 Thessalonians 1.3 says, Remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of our God and Father. So he promises the return of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's really what this hope is about. This confident expectation, knowing that Jesus said, I'm coming back. I'm coming back for a glorious church. Right. Without spot or winkle or blemish or any such thing. Yeah. He's coming back. Amen. Yeah. He's coming back for those that choose to follow him. Yeah. That for those that choose to put his word in their heart, right. For them that choose to say, Lord, I can't do this by myself. Right. I need you. Come into my life. Be my savior. Yeah. Amen. He's coming back. Amen. That is, a, that is one of the most important hope that we have. Amen. Just as the body of Christ that he is coming back one day. And this one thing, you know, we can't see it. You know, all we can do is believe what the word says and, and, um, and rely on the promise that I'm coming back for you. I'm coming back for a glorious church. Amen. I always think of, you know, every day I think of our brothers and sisters across the globe that are getting persecuted for their faith and I just have to believe that they hold on to that hope. Yep. They, know, they know that good is coming. They know that the Lord is coming back. Right. Yeah. Amen. Jeremiah 29.11 says, He promises to give us an expected end. Mm-hmm. To give us a hope, which means oh, cool. He gives us an expected end. Yep. And that's a good thing. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yep. And just the last couple of things I want to talk about is it's just how do we know that God will keep his promises? You know, it's easy to say, oh, I just know. It's in the word. It's in the word, right? Well, look at, let's look at some scriptures here. The Bible gives us three truths that really show that God keeps his promises. Yeah. And then one, it says he cannot lie. Titus 1, 1 through 2, it says, Paul, a bond sermon of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect, and the acknowledgement of the truth which according to with godliness, in hopes of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. So again, the hope of eternal life, that he's promised before time began, but he cannot lie about that promise. I mean, he can't lie about the promises that he has for you in your life. The second thing is that he has the power and the will to keep his promises. I mean, Hebrews 6.13 says, For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater he swore by himself saying surely blessing I will bless you and multiplying I will multiply you amen so he has the power one to yeah. keep his promises and he has the will he wants to keep his promises amen wow isn't that great yeah it's the same it's the same will when he says that he wills that no man perish but all come to repentance, It all come to the knowledge of the truth, right? It's that same will, it's that same, he's holding on to that, you know, we hold on to hope from God, but he also holds on to hope for us. Yeah. Amen. He always, he knows what's going to happen in the future, but he still holds on to that hope. Yeah. <sighs> one more soul. You know, just, you know, this person has so many days, just one, just, just surrender your life to me. Yeah. I'll make it worth it. Amen. He makes it worth it for us to surrender our life. Amen. And the third thing, that he's never failed at keeping his promises. You look throughout the Word, you look throughout the Old Testament and the New, any promise that he made, he fulfilled. <laughs> How many can say that about us? I don't think every promise that I've made, I've, that's why I'm very careful around my kids to say, oh yeah, we'll definitely do this, because I don't want to go back on a promise. Right. So my 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 line is usually, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. The, yeah. Right. But God, he never goes back on a promise. Yeah. He always fulfills his promises. Joshua 21, 43, It says, So the Lord gave to Israel all the land of which he had sworn to give to their fathers. And they took possession of it and dwelt in it. Then the Lord gave them rest all around, according to all that he had sworn to their fathers. And not a man of all their enemies stood against them. The Lord delivered all of their enemies into their hands. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. Amen. Not one word failed. Amen. It says in James that there is no shadow and there is no variation of God. That he is constant. That he is the same yesterday. He is the same today. And he is the same forever. Amen. So if he's never failed at keeping on promises yesterday... He's not going to fail at keeping his promise today. That's right. Amen. He's not going to fail at keeping promises that he's promised you for the future. Amen. And each one of us, I know it, God has a promise for you. There's something that you're holding in your heart. Yeah. God said this will come to pass. He said that this will come to pass. Yeah. Amen. And we can find comfort knowing that he cannot lie. Right. So whatever he's told you, he's not lying about it. No. Amen. That he has the power to do it. Amen. That he has the will to keep his promises, that he wants to, that he yearns to, and that he's never failed at keeping his promises before. Amen. We may fail, but God is faithful. Amen. We we uh, looked at that in First John one nine. He is faithful and he is just. Amen. He is fair to us. Amen. So whenever you feel like you're running out of hope, think about these three truths. And whenever you think, "I just don't know if this is going to happen." I don't know if this promise that He has for me is going to come to pass. I don't know, you know, what if it doesn't? What if, what if I'm left and I'm just left hanging? No, he cannot lie. He has the power and the will to keep His promises, and He's never failed at keeping a promise. There should be three things that get you excited, amen. You know, some of you might have something that, you know, maybe a project or a calling on your life that you haven't seen um, fulfilled. I know for me. God uh, laid on my heart to be a pastor about 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago now. Right. And I thought, okay. And so I tried to manufacture it right away, you know, and tried to do it on my own and, and just didn't work, right? And so then through faith and patience, right. you know, I, I, I got to a place where I was like, Lord, you said it. Yeah. I'm not going to try to manufacture it. I'm not going to try to push it, yeah. but it'll be in your timing. And that's, you know... One thing about God is he's never late, yeah, he yeah. and he's never early. Yeah. He's always on time, That's right. right? So so it's, it might be in his timing, amen? It might not be your timing, but it, in his timing, these things will happen, yeah. and we will inherit uh, what he's told us we will inherit, amen? Why don't you stand with me, and we'll pray here. Amen. Father, we just thank you for your word. Lord, anything that, we, that you have given us a hope for, Lord, a confident expectation, Lord, that will come to pass, we know, because it says in your word, that it will come to pass. And I just pray uh, in Jesus, name. I just declare over the whole congregation that you, uh, you speak to them as they read your word, as they, as they hear your voice, as they pray and fast, Father, that you just continue to show them that you're walking alongside them, that you're step-by-step step fulfilling things that they didn't think were possible possible to be fulfilled. And Lord, I just thank you for uh, blessings. Like Pastor Kevin said, uh, this is going to be a great year. It's almost it's, it's a month out, a month and a half uh, done already, but we thank you for the rest of the year, Lord, that, that this hope that we have, Lord, it does not disappoint, that your word does not return void, I just thank you, and I pray a blessing on them. Thank you for the services tonight and today. Father, that people will come to you and draw near to you, Lord, so you can draw near to them. We just praise you. We thank you for your glory and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.